You'll just end up like the human centipad. The human centipad? The human centipad. The South Park? Oh, I'm not. I'm not familiar. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Is it like human centipede? It's like a human centipede, but it's when they don't read all the rules and regulations and just sign on the dotted line. Nice. That's me. <laughs> yeah. That's an incredible metaphor. So is the other one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. I don't know that incredible is the word I choose for uh, human centipede. Though I guess we still are uh, adjacent to spooky season. Yeah, yeah pretty much. We, we did not. We did not get our human centipede takes off in October. So now here we Shame are. Shame on us. Opening shows in November, talking about the human centipede. <laughs> the human centipede is less weird than calling a timeout with two seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> when you're down and the other team has the ball. Oh man, that's that, that's uh one of the weirder things that uh, that happened on Saturday night, but I don't think yeah. it's the weirdest thing. There's so many weird things that Dion did in that game and I'm excited to get into all of them. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at the other one. Well, the other ones, I feel like there's always direct benefits to. I mean, there's a lot. We'll get into it. Yeah, for sure. Are you talking about groping the uh, yeah. side judge, sideline judge? Yeah, that was weird. Was that yeah. that was during the two-second timeout debacle, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like he yelled at her, stormed off, and then like came back and like aggressively side-hugged her. His hand landed in a very inappropriate spot. Yeah. Right. Almost as inappropriate as not even attempting an onside kick, um, <laughs> among other things. Uh, but yeah, Pac-12 after dark, you know, it's got to live up to its billing. And when you're when you're going into Boulder, Colorado, you know, you know, it's going to it's going to it's going to get weird in here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that was ever. Even, an even darker Pac-12 after dark since it was Pac-12 after darker. Pac- after darker. What time is it right now? Does anyone know? It's <laughs> so uh welcome to the Belligerent Beeves podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If uh it's we midnight. shouldn't say this every episode, but this one especially. If this is your first time listening to this show, our profound apologies because it's November 5th. It's daylight savings time and we are fucked up <laughs> to, put, to put it, to put it lightly, not from partying, not from drinking. You probably heard that we drink on the show or we enjoy our beverages, our vices, our edibles and whatnot. Um, we don't know what time it is and <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. It was so dark by the time it was, it was 1230 a.m. Central Time, Sunday, November 5th, when the Oregon State-Colorado game came to a close. And somehow, 12 hours later, it's just as dark. Uh, no time has passed. Uh, no no <laughs> rest like has, has been had. <laughs> and, and yeah, but that's not important. The important thing is Beavs win in the, in the mountains. Uh, get to go home. We get two, two home games now, seven and two. Uh, climbing up the poles and, you know, just a, a road dub that uh, the fan base feels uh, very frustrated and angry about. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was longing for the days when we were nitpicking wins and getting really on mad, the road, getting really mad about how many points we were beating opponents by on the road. So this feels goddamn good. 
Um, and yeah, Beavs win 26, your Beavs win 26 to 19, apologies, and improve to seven and two. And we've got, we've got the tree coming to Corvallis next week. Lot and lots of fun, fun, not even football stuff for us to get into tonight. This is going to be a packed show. Mm. I'm excited. It's been, it's been a good week. It has been a great week. It has been a good week. And it's, we are celebrating that week with time standing still in (laughs) eternal darkness. (laughs) I am I allowed to go back to sleep? How much I didn't even know how much sleep I had gotten, and my my phone told me one time uh, I was I was traveling, so the the microwave clock in my hotel room had a different time. Oh. Uh, the clock in the lobby had a different time. I tried to look outside to figure out what time it was, and oh man, it's just it's hard out here. Yeah, it's it's a I rough time of the year. I feel like everyone's always like, "Oh, when you spring forward, that's the time that sucks because you lose an hour of sleep." And while I will agree yeah. that every hour of sleep is precious, I don't like losing the other like seventeen hours of my day in right. total confusion. Yeah. This getting <laughs> oh, an hour of so sleep bad. is only great like for that hour, and only if you are. <laughs> actively using it it's great for the first part of the first day after if it is a work day there's definitely been times where you're like dude we get to fall back tonight we get an extra hour at the bars on monroe yeah yeah, that was great one more hour that might have actually been worth it (laughs) (laughs) i do and i do think sancho's abided by that clock you did yeah i remember doing that it would hit 2 a.m and lupe would be like well it's 1 a.m yeah one more hour (laughs) <laughs> tequila flavored vodka shit. shots for everybody. Yeah, and his watered down yeah. tequila for two dollars a shot. He's he's making he's somehow making three dollars per shot. Each one of those at Lupe's probably. I'm sure. Oh man, and those limes were so so extra sour. I still remember the taste <laughs> of how sour those limes were. <laughs> Yeah, like making my it's mouth a, hard up. It's a it's a podcast about Corvallis culture. Everybody, you knew this. <laughs> uh, if you if you if you can attest to the the sour level of the limes at Sancho's, circa two thousand five to two thousand whatever till till the end of days. <laughs> hit us up in our DMs. Till the Twitter, end of Sancho's days. R.I.P. X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Blue Sky, all all the things. Uh, well, happy daylight savings time. Daylight savings time day to Yay. you and yours to you celebrate to you JP to you to you Benny. Um, and I'm really excited to get into all of this uh, with you. I do not have my beer for the Reagan beer segment, so I need to run downstairs and oh, grab God, that. Oh, going to take forever. Very quickly. It's and, not going to your mansion. In your mansion. <laughs> I was just trying to say, make my house sound bigger than it is. Um, <laughs> I'll just, you know, I have to I have to go across to the West Wing and check with the butler <laughs> to see what libations have been procured during my time away. Uh, um, I'll be right back. Uh, you two spend uh, 45 seconds talking about literally whatever you want. That's just okay. the, magic, like, that's the magic of editing. We're going to make it seem like, like it's 45 five seconds but really this is going to take terry 15 minutes like what is our plan for the washington game because you're going right i'm going i'm i'm going sure i just bought my ticket nice i have tickets yeah and i have enough I think for the family to go. So okay. it, it kind of depends on the kick time and how and where we're staying. If we're not yeah. staying, um, I got, 
come on, Caleb. I need your help, bro. You got to hit me up if there's any openings at the Garden Inn. I need I need that uh, insider information. As soon as you get that <laughs> cancellation, shoot me a DM. Um, there there are some actual availabilities right now for a hotel. So if anyone's looking, uh, you can you can still grab one. Uh, I think people are starting. Maybe not by to... the time you're listening to this, but while we are talking about well, this, no, it no, is possible. Well, no, no, back. I looked. I looked weeks ago. There was nothing. It was all booked up, and there's like one room available, three rooms available uh, in Corvallis, not the Garden Inn, but the um, the Marriott downtown and um, dude, I love that the Marriott. Comfort Suites, the fancy hotel with a double decker lobby. Oh, yeah, dude. If I was a Corvallis hotel, I would push all my chips in on Oregon State winning next weekend and then put all of my rooms on the market i feel like prices are going to go up so much if we beat stanford and we're going into that game against washington as what we probably be a top 10 so prices are about to go up get your tickets now i was surprised to see us move up four spots we talk about how little rankings matter on the show a lot but it's still kind of fun to react to it and also it it matters when we like what's happening with them um (laughs) Because I was like, well, Notre Dame lost, so we're for sure going up one. Uh, and honestly, there's been a lot of difference over the last number of years in the CFP rankings and the AP poll. But when they came out, when the CFP rankings came out for the first time this season last week, it was pretty close to the AP poll. So I don't know, like, and I, of course, this is all like hypothetical stuff, but I'm like, if we're 12 in the CFP rankings, and then I'm just like sort of thinking ahead to next year when there will be 12 teams. I know it's not just the top 12 in the rankings that then go to the tournament, but it should be. <laughs> and so it's just kind of like, oh, damn. And I know uh, Stanford's been playing pretty good football, and especially on the road, and we'll, we'll talk about them. Uh, but yeah, Benny, I, I, I hear what you're saying. If, uh, if we take care of business, you assume Washington will as well. Um, yeah, it's a showdown in the top 10. Yeah, it's going to be a banger. Yeah. Undefe- yeah. Undefeated UW then, potentially. One, one thing about the rankings, though, like the number to me doesn't really matter. I, I mean, who's to say we're not better than Louisville or Ole Miss or even Penn State or Bama, right. to be honest. I'm only calling Ole Miss Old Miss until they rank us ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I stand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on that. Deal, deal with that, Kiffin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But but one one part of it all that I I find that I appreciate at least is that we are the highest ranked two loss team yeah. in the country. Absolutely. So I think what, so. I, and I think there's been a lot of people who've been worried about Wazoo's performance as of late after their Correct. bye week, which has not been pretty. What's going on with them? Yeah, we don't need to get into it, but I'm just like yeah. there's a lot I'm of things mystified. flying around on the internet. But I don't know how much of it's worth even you know digging into. Right. But there's a lot of people who are worried, like, oh, that's just an ugly loss. That was just a bad loss now. Like, it looks terrible on us. But I think what what happens is these voters don't really look back, like, where these losses are now. They look at where they were then. They still count them, like, oh, yeah, they lost to the road. Especially when it's a top 25 team. Especially when it's a three-point loss on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And Arizona climbing up, too. It's the same same kind of thing. We said they were good. Yeah, it, it's respect, and I like the respect that like people yeah. are like look at our two losses and understand. Hey, they could have gone the other direction very easily, and those were against decent decent ball clubs at that point. Right. It's like we don't sure. allow ourselves to be inspired by five star podcast reviews. We said at the jump we were going to make the show whether people liked it or not, and if no one listens, hey, it's just a way for us to hang out on Zoom every week. <laughs> uh, so there's not really. <laughs> 
this is if you're thinking about starting a podcast about anything, just do it. <laughs> the the net loss isn't isn't really a threat. Um, it's like three we, hours. We of your still time. we love we love <laughs> we love five star reviews when we see them. And I normally plug this towards the end, but this is a great time to just be like, hey, mm-hmm. if you haven't given the, the belligerent thieves a five star review wherever you get your podcast, now would be a great time to do just that or share the show with a friend. Because we're about to get into some topics. Mm. Let's go. Several of them. Speaking of stars, how many stars was how many stars was Aiden Childs? Four, but he should have been mm. five. Yep. Should have yep. for sure should have yep. been five. Yeah. And he's looking like a five. He's playing like a five star whenever he whenever yeah. we get to see him play. I yeah. think to to tie it back real quickly, if you're thinking about giving us four stars, think of Aiden Childs and give yeah. us five. And oh the, per- wow. the person who could have like given that. Aiden Childs five <laughs> stars, but didn't now wishes they could give Aiden Childs yeah. five stars. Yeah. You can help reverse that mistake by giving us <laughs> five stars on yeah. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, or whatever podcast mediums uh, that happen, and uh, In- just tell tell people tell people about the show. We're we're here every week. We do Twitter Spaces sometimes. Uh, <laughs> we we kind of co-hosted one with Digital Dam, like impromptuly, which is not a word, but fuck it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this last one. <laughs> uh, now you guys were able to join this week, but that's all right. Uh, but still, it was it was a good spaces. We love we love our community, um, and yeah, it's been a really fun fall to be a Beaver fan, despite all of the uncertainty and all of the negativity that's out of our control. Uh, but the team the team's playing well and um, got some big games coming up. Big games that we could only dream about five years ago. Yeah, that's what I think. We should put this in perspective again, like. There's been so much turmoil and all the things that went on through the summer and early fall. Can we just appreciate this season yes. so far? And like, I can't. I'm in a. I could fall asleep at any second because it is perpetual darkness, and I'm old and tired. But I'm very happy right now. Yeah, but like these games are so important, and like that's yeah. huge. This isn't just a oh the showdown against Oregon, the Civil War is going to be fun because it's important. Right. It means a lot to the community. But like every game from here on out matters, and. One of them hopefully isn't going to be too difficult, and it's at home. One is going to be very exciting at home, and one is going to be like the probably our our the ultimate most test. important day of all of our lives. Yeah, on the road, <laughs> and the, like the fact that we have that at our disposal right now is like so is so appreciated. I'm so appreciative of that. I mean, like two years ago, we weren't even in this position, not even dreaming of it. So. Right, like to take a second, take a breath. Don't add take any more negativity to it all. Take Just, a breath. Take a breath anyway, even if you're in a good spot. It's I couldn't even. Man, I was texting with Andre, and he's like, "I've been on the timeline tonight. What's happening?" So I go and I look on, and I'm like, "Why is my? Why is our for you just full of negativity?" And yeah. I, you know, granted, I missed the first half ish of the game last you're night. Doing, you're my, doing dad stuff. Yeah, at my kid's school auction. Shout out Castaway in Northwest Portland. We we hosted it there. It was really fun. They did a great job. But, like, when I got home, yeah, I mean, Colorado clawed back in. It was kind of annoying. But, like, I mean, they were the outcome was it was set. And yeah, it was not I, I, I was not stressing. Worse. So I was trying to catch up. Like, all right, what were people you know getting nitpicky about? What were people upset about? I, I couldn't tell. I get there was a little cutesy, pl- a couple cutesy plays and like bad play calls are going for two again, which is just a, a bit infuriating when you know it didn't work. And I even proposed it last time. Like, do we ever do it again? Do we wait till we do it at home? So maybe we can get some <laughs> confidence back in this team. And it didn't go well again. But like, can't we just take a W and be happy and look forward here's, to the next week? Here's, what, here's what's, Why is that so much of an ask now? Here's what's happening right now. 
And as someone who I can confidently say has come out on the good side of this in, in real life recently, uh, I think this will land. And I think you and you and many, many of our listeners have been through this as well. This is when you finally start dating that person you're like really into and really excited about. And it's going well. It's going too well. Like it's, oh, it's never gone well before. Why is it going well? You're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then this person starts hanging around you and like your really close friends and your family who really know you and know you really well. And then they just start sharing like all of the embarrassing stories about you and the dirt and like the things that make you you that you like want to freak out about. And you're just like, God, no, they're going to hate me now. What the hell? Why would you? And it's just like, dude, they like you. They really like good things are happening for you. It's fine. It's, don't worry. It's going to be okay. You're good. You're good. And we're good. And we deserve this. We deserve nice things. And we're just still in that early stages of being like, no, we are being fucked with. And something really bad and painful is on the other side of that door. And we can't bring ourselves to accept it. So we have to just be ready for it and absolutely like criticize every little thing that we can and dissect every small like little bit of negativity or anything that doesn't go right it's i get it we get it it's human nature but yo we've got a pretty good football team gents yeah and we're in a good situation you got a good football team beaver nation i just go go back to the dark days and uh what literally or figuratively because it has both today is both 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 and in mid-November in 2016, 2023, I remember November 5th, sitting sitting on the couch, <laughs> wishing that Oregon State was playing in one of these games that meant something. And I think um, to a lot of people, like the that anxiousness and um, sort of newfound excitement comes out in the form of like that's how it comes out in the form of. But right. to that point, like taking a step back, taking a deep breath and just realizing like we are now that team we are the team that other small market teams aspire to be and you add the fact that we're getting shoved to the side in a year that we have one of the most talented teams i mean fuck like sit back enjoy it there'll be ups there'll be downs but like we will remember the 2023 football season four years to come and if you're the type of person who just has to be mad all the time and just has to be angry and can't enjoy anything, I've got good news for you. Basketball season starts tomorrow. <laughs> You'll have plenty to keep you busy. Theoretically, this is a reverse jinx. Nice. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we need to get into the meat of this show here. Uh, thank you again, uh, listener, for tuning in to this, the 115th episode of the Belligerent Beefs podcast, which we are recording on this fine chilly dark sunday november 5th at 8 20 p.m pacific time 10 20 p.m uh central time and all systems are firing if you are new to the show uh thank you for tuning in um hope you're enjoying it so far this is a something of a variety show with a heavy heavy oregon state lens and we've got a lot to get into of course um and one of those things we got to get into is the weekly reagan beers segment where we go around the room Raise a glass, raise a can, raise an edible, raise a blunt, raise a chocolate, raise a something. Uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever your vice is and listeners, you can follow along with this uh, as, as well. And then we cheers uh, to something, uh, a member or a team or just a factor of Beaver Nation. So 
I request to choose the person we cheers to. Oh, the okay. Time. All right. Would you oh, also I like to who go? That's going to be. <laughs> oh, I think mask I need... on. <laughs> mask, mask on, baby. Uh, which isn't a COVID thing. I need to clar clarify that. <laughs> it's completely unrelated to COVID. If you want to wear a mask because of COVID, do you? But um, yes, I, I now know exactly who Benny wants to cheer to. Benny, would you like to go first, actually? We normally don't go first with you because you rarely have a drink as your vice of choice. But would you like to start us off in the Reagan beer segment? This sure. Um, yeah, I, no uh, veering from from the normal path. Uh, I I did smoke some purple Urple, Urkel purple before Urkel. this. Purple Urple Urkel before this. And uh, I, honest to God, thought maybe I smoked too much because I was uh, too, uh, indulged too mm. much to be able to reasonably be on a podcast or it felt that way. At last, last seven forty-five when we started at eight. Oh, nice, yeah. but I came through. I'm nice. here. So I'm good, good. good thing Sarah was on last week, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. The stressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. The purple Urkel, which I, I have not had the uh, the pleasure of uh, experiencing for myself, uh -huh. but the purple Urkel is from one of these weed companies, correct? Yeah, from Steve Urkel, right? Yeah. But so how? And there is Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel also had. Uh, is alter? I don't. It wasn't alter ego. Alter alias or counterpart. Yeah, Stefan, yeah. Stefan Urkel. Yeah. Does this same company have Propel Urkel? Oh, like that. No, but we could create a rival company <laughs> and, and have that. <laughs> I, one. Don't, I don't know if I'm ready to get into that, but <laughs> if um whatever whatever uh company of of choice this is for yours, if they're looking for new flavor names or just conventions. Uh, that's that's a nominee. That would that would uh, that would get at least a little bit of money from from this very seldom smoking Midwesterner. I'm, I'm yeah. sure that's their target demographic. Yeah. Um, hey, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Oregon State sort of um, full circle here. Gary Payton just opened up his new. Well, not just, but he has a line of um, uh, weed up here as well. So shout out Gary Payton for you know, diversifying. Yeah, we had, a, we had an anonymous Gary listener. Who, we had an anonymous listener though who uh, may or may not also have their own podcast who let us know that they got uh, some Gary Payton, and unfortunately, wherever their label was printed, did not show the man uh, his respect because they didn't even uh, capitalize the P in Payton on the label. Right. Yeah, what is the name hmm. of the weed? Just Gary Payton. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Someday to be famous stuff. So Gary Payton, what's your weed going to be called? Gary Payton. Yeah. What is, what's your son going to be called? <laughs> Gary Payton Jr. Yeah. What about your second son? Gary Payton the second. <laughs> of course he named his weed Gary Payton. There's never been anyone that has loved there's, two there's, words more than Gary Payton loves Gary Payton. No one has ever been cooler than Gary Payton. So I guess it works. Why would you yeah. name it anything other than Gary Payton? You yeah. can't get better than Gary Payton. <laughs> right. Right. If it ain't if it ain't broke, yeah, it's true. Yeah. For sure. All right, JP. Uh, are you yeah. are you smoke are you smoking Gary Payton in in place of your the normal so usual believe it or not <laughs> gary payne opened a brewery down the street from me <laughs> it's called gary payton and it's he's got six different beers on tap all called right. gary payton you don't know which one you're ordering yeah <laughs> oh man we're just coming gary hire us let us yeah. just start businesses for you we have the perfect yeah. name <laughs> 
<laughs> we sit down at like a, no, at a board no, Gary, table I, with him I, and his I agent. I think you're going to love this. <laughs> Gary Payton. <laughs> Don't worry about the business proposal. I can see it him now. Yeah. 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 What do you guys sell? Doesn't matter. We're naming everything Gary Payton. Yeah. Right. It's going to sell. <laughs> Like crazy, no problem. <laughs> I'm having. I'm. I actually did venture to a brewery down the street from me. I went back to Great Notion today. There you go. I picked up a couple Sixers. Would you believe it if I told you that this is a double dry hopped IPA? I would. It's been a while since I had a double IPA on the show. It's been yeah. like a year. So I'm back. I'm back on the wow. wagon. Yeah. Um. This is called Haze Division, and one of the things I noticed was interesting about Great Notion lately. I was looking at all the beers to try to figure out which one to get. And all of the beers were like people were taking pictures of them at like this like makeshifty looking brew fest. And I'm like, where was this? And I realized that it was in England. They were at, they were like in England doing a brew fest. And no wonder it looked a little odd. But this one it was a collab. They made a bunch of different collabs with like English breweries. And so this one is a collab with track brewing company in manchester and i just love it like they're even if you look at the address of these places like unit 18 piccadilly trading estate manchester yes. m1 2np greater manchester wow i would never be able to find that place on a map I have no idea but wow it's, it is a really good hazy ipa so shout out great notion and shout out track brewing company in wow. manchester in Manchester. I don't know what Piccadilly means. Piccadilly Trading but, Estate, man. That sounds like a fancy spot. Well, because Piccadilly Circus is like that famous street in London. I was gonna say it sounds like what it sounds like what Aiden Childs did to the Colorado defense. Piccadilly. Piccadilly them. Yeah. Right. Doesn't that sound like yeah. a, the right? Yes. The he, right he turned that defender's legs yeah. into Piccadilly. Uh, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. He picked right. really those defenders as he uh, split them crossing the, the goal line. Yeah. 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 And when he played pickup baseball with his neighborhood friends in his childhood, he piccadillied the beast. <laughs> pickled, the, pickled the beast to get it. Yeah. So actually, today I, like I, well, I, I woke up for some reason. I thought I need to watch uh, Sandlot, but I didn't. But I had it in my, I had it on my brain. Maybe because I was very confused why I was like awake at seven twenty this morning. Like, did I sleep in today? It's a good dude. What me too. No, baseball baseball so movies confused. like it's it's cold, it's dark, it's dreary. Watching a nice, you know, nostalgic baseball movie does. It's like having a nice big bowl of soup in the winter time. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Probably better. Yeah. Probably better, better. You can have soup mm -hmm. while you do it, too, just in case. But, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with doubling down. Sandlot. Well, shout out to Manchester and to Great Notion for doing something cool and like that. That is Dilly cool. Trading Estate. Um, the beer that I have that it did it, it only took me 45 seconds to run and get uh, real time or edited time um, is a uh, Surly Furious, uh, which is the opposite emotion that I feel. But I know... <laughs> Uh, some people just can only feel furious when they when they watch Oregon State play. Uh, this is this kind of this was one of the first uh, like craft beer IPAs during the craft beer boom uh, in the Minneapolis like craft brewing scene, and it's still uh, pretty big. And I got it in a belligerent beef koozie. Hey, look, I'm drinking uh, out of my our old logo. Yeah, me too. But oh, not yeah. a koozie. Oh. The one pint glass that we ever produced. Well, Hell, I drank out of my belligerent beef's mug earlier today. Oh my god, we're let's such go, company men. Oh man, I'm For drinking sure. the Kool Aid out of drinking, my belligerent beef drink, mug. Speak, speaking no. of drinking the Kool Aid, uh, we do. Let's let's uh, toast and and Benny. I, I know who you want to toast to, and I think this will be a nice lead into our first official gridiron segment. 
Uh, but Benny, uh, why why don't you uh, uh, toast 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 the man that I know that you want to toast so bad right now? Man, that that dude, that dude who is just out there just eating he's, buffalo meat sandwiches. He's him. For, for snacks out there. He's him. He's one the of those one and ones. only Andrew Chatfield. Mm. Toast to that man. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Chatfield Jr. Chat Savage Season Masks on. Masks on. So we still have that shirt up you, on the site? I was going to say it's day. not. I feel like I feel like we could do a redrop and that, that that's uh, we could do a redrop fairly fairly easily. We have to check in uh check check in with the supplier and and make sure it's all good. Um, I, I don't know if anyone has had as funny of a post-game interview as Chatfield did after the game. That was salt great. of the earth. Oh, uh, man. So, Benny, my question for you is Andrew Chatfield is blank. A, him. B, that dude. C, one of those ones. D, all of the above. Oh, man. Got to go with D. <laughs> 100%. He is. He is him. He's that dude. And he's one of them. And one of them? One of him. He's he's one, one of, of them. He's one, of, one of those. He's he's him, singular. One of those yeah. ones, plural. One of those oh, one, ones. One singular times three for how many sacks he had on Shadur Sanders last night. Yeah. Giving him Whew. a total of seven sacks. Uh, we want to keep praising Chatfield, of course, but seven sacks. This the most since uh, of any Beaver since Hamaka Rashid had 14 in 2019. We talked about ways the defense could continue to level up this season from last season. Last season's defense was spectacular. We were we lost three incredible uh, players in the secondary. We lost an incredible linebacker uh, as well. Uh, a lot of you know big big plays and experience departed the team, and sacks aren't necessarily always related to the amount of quarterback pressure that you create. But one of the sort of I think gentle criticisms that we talked about during the offseason was our pass rush, even when it's effective over the last couple of years, specifically for this conversation, the 2021 and 2022 seasons, just weren't getting home on the quarterback enough, like to to really level up and like really become like like true contenders. Like you, we had guys who made a lot of plays, guys who were disruptive, uh, certainly in the running game for sure. But sacks are just kind of that sexy stat that make you feel even better about an already really good defense. And for him having seven uh, through nine and a bunch of dudes behind him with three and a half and three, like a piece, uh, this is a front seven that has added that has added to their they had a deep bag going into this season and they've added to that bag Chatfield most of all and it just is like a different a different defense I still think you know when we have had these injuries in the secondary it hasn't always been as pretty or as uh, clean as we've always wanted it to be but that's what gonna happen when you lose three guys in the secondary of the NFL so it's I'm not trying to say that this is just better than last year already but I think it's so signs of very encouraging signs of improvement of adjusting and also just individually to see Chatfield bloom into this really disruptive pass rusher. Uh, when he was a guy, he was put on a lot of watch lists at the beginning of the season, and I think he's going to be rewarded for what he's done, and this last game was fantastic. Well, he was supposed to be this guy. That's what we were excited right. about when, when he transferred in, right? And, like, he was – I mean, yeah, high school, this was the kind of player he was. And I think people wrongfully l left him off their radar given uh, the transfer. He didn't play after transferring. He um, didn't start, like, at all last year except for the one start. 
And he was also injured for some of the, the games and like barely got any snaps. But when he had some continuity in his play, you could tell his comfort level rose dramatically. And then, and I, we're seeing that all come to fruition this year with him, right? Like it's just, he's consistently out there. Um, he's getting the reps. And I think he's just getting his feel and timing down that it's, it's, he, I think he's going to be a, a menace for the rest uh, of this season. Like the, It's like it, it's something's really kind of turned a corner for him. I think mentally and physically, with uh, you know, with what kind of shape he's in, play, game playing shape he's in, uh, I'm excited to watch what else he can do because yeah, like this was what he was, he he proclaimed he could do, and then he also right. showed on the field. So now, and now it's coming out at the highest level that he's played at, and uh, at the right time, this defense definitely needs it. So yeah, I, I agree, and and I do think that we had trouble with the quarterback in in 21 and 22. And it was the quarterbacks that we specifically had trouble with. And I would argue had trouble with at the beginning of this year were mobile quarterbacks, quarterbacks uh, that uh, really could make you pay on the ground. And Shadur Sanders is is definitely one of those guys. So that sort of was even more so um, in, impressive uh, in that regard. But the thing other than his play on the field that I love about Chatfield so much is this dude is like the loosest guy in the locker room. He's having so much fun. Um, you so can funny. tell he's, he's so a leader funny. in the best way possible in that Oregon State locker room. And um, and it, it is great to see, like, you want your leaders in that locker room to perform well in the field. And man, he had the performance of a lifetime on Saturday, like three sacks. And and that's not including um, the, the force the that he was on the force fumble, the deflected passes like he was everywhere and he was a problem. Um, I mean, he, that that's plain and simple. He was a problem and you need to have a problem on your defensive line we haven't had that in a long time and it's great great to watch the defense when uh when you do now right and he's just kind of turned into that guy who can be a true game wrecker like comparing him to someone like miles garrett right now is just would be like irresponsible but like that is kind of the mold that he's fitting in within this defense within reason and i think i read canzano's uh column sort of right before the game so there was clearly there is drama in colorado as <laughs> If you've been paying attention, there kind of has been drama in Colorado <laughs> every week since this past spring. Uh, but their offensive coordinator uh, up until this point, Sean Lewis, had been stripped of his play calling duties, which came out in the the days leading up to this game and was replaced with uh, Pat Shermer on their staff. Pat Shermer, who has been an offensive coordinator for seemingly every team in the NFL at some point uh, in, in his uh long-standing coaching career and the sort of the thing with Canzano's was like looking at the line and he kind of compared it to the Civil War game last year where Oregon State I think we were two and a half point underdogs every day leading up to it the morning of the game I don't know if you guys remember this we flipped to one point favorites mm -hmm. just like and it was because and it was before it got announced publicly but the reason why was because Oregon offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham had accepted the head coach oh, position right. at ASU and was going to go straight from that game to Tempe to be introduced as Arizona State's new coach. And Kinsdano pointed out that the line in the days after this had been announced hadn't changed at all. But that's still like, if you're Jonathan Smith and you're preparing for this game, or you're Trent Bray, you're any coach uh, on, on staff, Blue Adams, Anthony Perkins, all of these great coaches that we have, and it's 
you've seen eight games worth of what this team does with Sean Lewis as play caller and its tendencies. And uh, the Lions staying the same showed Vegas had kind of faith in the Beavs to keep it chalk. Um, and I think Shador looked a little yes, banged up. Or maybe yeah. they just thought that Shermer's going to call the same game as Lewis, and that's pretty much what sure. happened. And that's that's probably close <laughs> yeah, to what, what happened too. And it was like it kind of it was kind of the game we were all expecting, where it's like even when like when Colorado did what they did to TCU, and we had no idea how good or bad or just sort of in the middle this TCU team was coming off of a national title appearance last year. It was like. I still like that matchup. We're big and strong in the trenches. They are not. We love to run the ball, have these long sustaining drives. They can't really run the ball. And that was just kind of what happened. We didn't, you know, paint a picture. We didn't look like the greatest uh, show on turf or anything. It was the, the first time we played on a grass field. Someone on the spaces uh, pointed out to me as well, um, which I think has some significance. Uh, but it was just kind of like this was when the teams were zero and zero, and we were just we were kind of just going through all of the games. We can look at the official predictions that we made later, but it's like you knew Oregon State was going to try to do that to Colorado. And Colorado was going to try to offset it with a lot of big plays, work the ball down the field, which they were able to do, but only after it was already far too late, even with us not playing our cleanest game on offense. So lots of reasons, but you got to give Trent Bray a ton of credit for this. Oh, yeah. And especially Chatfield and Mascarenas Arnold was all over the place. Uh, having Ryan Cooper Jr. back, it just feels like the whole secondary levels up when he's out there. It's just a lot more comforting knowing he's <laughs> he's there. He had a great sack. Or not was this I should have got the ball off on that one, but like he had an incredible blitz. Uh, where he came all the way across the field and chased Shadour down. Uh, it was just, especially for the first 45 minutes and then mo like a good chunk of the fourth quarter, like this is perfect Beaver defense. And by the time that Colorado like woke up and got some plays off and it kind of looked like we were a little gassed and just kind of wanted to get on the plane and go home, uh, those were a little concerning there, of course, but that's just going to happen in these games. <laughs> Colorado's got some pretty... Uh, incredible athletes, but uh, even when it was happening, it was clearly too little, too late. And yeah, uh, Dion might want to get your kicker to learn how to onside kick, or at least call it an onside kick, because <laughs> giving the ball back to this offensive line and this group of running backs, you're not going to get the ball back in a close game, my friend. <laughs> I uh, The thing that stood out, or I guess the overarching thing that stood out to me after the game was in almost every single game this season, we've had one position group or, or one side of the ball if you will really not live up to expectations of that particular matchup um on saturday i would say uh especially in the first half it was the running game um where you put two balls on the ground and, and really allow colorado to stay in the game and you also have another position group that overperforms and and sort of picks up the position group that's not playing up to their level and it was definitely the defense as a whole, and we saw the front seven play incredible. Um, but I, I almost think it was a defensive secondary that that lifted up the Beavers in this game. Um, yeah. Bray sent 
so much pressure to Shador. There were there were plays where it was just both corners were on an island one on one with the receiver. And when you have Travis Hunter as a person you have to cover, um, that's asking a lot. And Bray put a lot of trust into those guys and they played an incredible game, uh, especially for the first three quarters. There were a couple balls that if Shador was spot on, it would have been trouble. But I thought as a whole, like those guys were asked to do a lot and they really, really stepped up. And, and that is not always been the case nor the norm on the road for for the defensive secondary yeah good good call on for sure and then i think where the game really flipped and i don't want this to be just like us kind of piling on on dion god knows there's enough dion sanders content in, in the world but i think the game really flipped late first half it kind of looked like we had given the ball back to colorado they were probably just gonna run the clock out we we're gonna go into the half with a 7-3 lead and we we're happy to have that because it wasn't our cleanest offensive game outside of that one brilliant touchdown scamper from Aiden. And it was like, we'll go in there with the lead, figure it out. And then Colorado has the ball in the shadow of its own end zone, less than a minute to play, throws two fast incompletions while we still have two timeouts left. Take zero time off of the clock and have to punt from inside the 10 to Anthony Gould at the 50. Uh, they had the gold still had, had a, like three. I think each time he caught it, it was for a first down. Maybe two of his three catches were for a first down. Uh, but they they did a good job keeping Gould and Stylus in front of them in the receiving game, at, at least making sure that that, that wasn't the reason that we were going to beat them. But Gould had an incredible punt return uh, from the about the 50 inside of the 20 uh, to the 20. And then the very next play was DJ's to the 25. touchdown pass to Fenwick. It was to the 25, and we got five on a penalty, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Beautiful run back. By Gould, you just showed his his shiftiness and his agility and just his vision just is incredible. Uh, and then that next play, that was such a dime by DJ uh, on a night where you know he's been getting kind of, he's been getting you know kind of not shit on is the is the wrong word, but like there's been whispers about just like oh is DJ even like that much better? Which one? Yes, this has been the best this offense has looked in a long time, <laughs> uh, and the numbers support that. And even on these days where it's like, yeah, we're missing some some throws, uh, we're not totally on the same page, and we're just not setting the world on fire. That pass to Fenwick was such a yeah. beautiful toss. Was so happy that it happened for Fenwick because he had that fumble that you mentioned, Benny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really worry about Fenwick or Martinez putting the ball on the ground. For them to both do it in the same game and emerge unscathed is fantastic. But then also just for Fenwick, playmaker that he is, to be on the receiving end of that. And then we go in 14-3, and I for sure, like, got worked myself into a little bit of a worry at certain times. But, like, really, it kind of felt like like if we were going – if we were trying to figure out the perfect place to say dagger in our, in our great dagger game that we invented in college, <laughs> uh, the, the dagger was put in right there. Like, I don't think Colorado ever got themselves truly back into the game after that. And – they looked lethargic on offense after that. That really just felt like the backbreaker, uh, which, you know, thanks Dion for the weird coaching decision, but you still got to execute. And it was a great punt return and then a great offensive play by the line, by DJ and by Fenwick to make Colorado pay and then to go in with a 14-3 lead instead of a 7-3 lead. And I think that made a just huge world of difference 
uh, in how the second half would be would be dictated. Yeah, yeah I thought I, I thought that um, uh, agreed. You needed that score at the end of the the uh, half. Oregon State outplayed Colorado in what felt like every uh, aspect of the game in the first half. So if you went in seven to three, man, you're just like leaving the door open for Colorado. Um, so yeah, that that was certainly a really really important part of the game. Another one that's important, by the way, is we got to shout out Damian for eclipsing the 100 yard mark. I Absolutely. think that uh, yeah, I think but not just Damian, but also Lingren leaning a little bit more into the run again. Right. I know there's a lot of people who aren't thrilled with Lingren right now. Um, well, I am. I'm I decided am. to be thrilled with Lindsay. I am. <laughs> Me too. And, I, and, and like one thing I do have to say about that, and like I don't want to be a doomsdayer or whatever, but like all with all the uncertainty around next season, the season after that, and then let's say that those two seasons, there maybe there's some clarity in the next few weeks. There's still no certainty in the season after that. So sure, if you want, if you really want Lingering gone, what do you think we're gonna get? I'm not saying that we're trying to say complacent. Sure, if there's an upgrade available, you have to consider that. But I think that Lingren's done a phenomenal job, and I think that he, over the last couple of years, has uh, improved even more so. He's not a coach who's stuck in his ways. He's definitely a coach who has adapted to the personnel. He has learned. He has developed new wrinkles to the game or lost wrinkles and moved on like Jack Coletto. But what else yeah. are you going to do, right? Like, I mean, let's be realistic here. We're in a great situation. We have great coaches. And, like, trying to fire a coach in hopes of maybe getting an upgrade when we can't even tell that said new coach what what conference we're going to play in in two, three, four years, it, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. So, like, I, I don't I don't understand the, uh, right. the hate, but I also don't understand, like, is, is anyone looking big picture here when, when they're mad and calling for, for his head? Because right. I think there's a lot I mean, uh, that we have to still be really appreciative about. And I think you have to look at each game individually, too. Like, I, I generally want to throw the ball more than 25 times a game total. But running the ball as much as we did, one, we're an effective running team with one of the best run-blocking offensive lines uh, in, in the business. And yes, it's conservatism, but also when you look at the team you're playing, you benefit more by winning the time of possession battle, keeping your offense on the field, having these really like long sustained drives that end in whether it's a touchdown or Atticus Sappington field goals. By the way, shout out ASAP. I loved the uh, a little little bit of trash talk he threw Colorado benches way after he made his last field goal. And <laughs> uh, you, lo- you love that in a kicker. Love it. Absolutely. Uh, but so it's like, it's not just conservative. It's also smart. And I think even in thinking about Martinez and Fenwick, I thought Dame had a very, very good game uh, and great by some standards. I think even, and we, we haven't talked to Dame, but I think he would even tell you that he wishes he had some cuts back or he wishes he had some runs back. Cause while he was getting good chunks of yardage, every time he was touching it, like there is, it, it, it felt like he was frustrated with the way he was running the ball and he ran for 115 yards on 21 carries uh and not not just the fumble it just seemed like he had some that went for seven or eight that he yeah felt you could tell the body just like just, just slamming like the ball inch away from turning it into 2030 yeah. and stuff uh and i think there's a lot that i think that's part of maybe it's uh deciding to cut one way where it could have been the other way i do think play what one game a year with the way the season's going on grass you are slower or the game itself is slower on grass combine that with it being at altitude pack 12 after dark 
second of two back-to-back road games in tough environments. Like, not just to, like, add excuses to the excuses list, but these are all reasons why playing it safe elevates your chances to win. Like, if I don't think we're the type of team that should just look at win probability every single snap of every single quarter and then just make uh, decisions based on, based on what those numbers say. Uh, but you knew if you could run the ball effectively against Colorado, score on most of your possessions, and win the time of position battle, you're not taking an L if, if you do those three things. And so Lindgren just being like, yeah, we're just going to do that. It's not being vanilla or unoriginal. It's just being smart and sticking to your guns. And, you know, we led, we didn't give up the lead at any point. So, yeah. well, and, and I, th- I, I think Lindgren puts the players in, in the right positions, right? Like yes. he leaned heavy on the running game. Uh, we tried to get Silas and Gould the ball um, outside of just throwing it to them. Um, he is trying to get the right players in the right positions. And sometimes that looks pretty and other times it doesn't. I thought that he managed the clock specifically very well. And, and I right. think that went uh, a long ways into getting us in the position where we could just really grind it down, grind it down. I think we had a seven seven minute drive at one point. So I mean that that's exactly where you want to be in the second half. Yeah, and on, on the rushing and getting players in the right position, like I mean, obviously the great play by Aiden. Uh, I don't know how much of that was yeah. a design play call versus him just getting a look and, and taking off, but like that was an opportunity that was available to him because of the play call. Um, another one is like that uh, DJ's touchdown was his first touchdown since uh, Wazoo, uh, rushing touchdown. So. Mm. At that point, we had been talking about him as like the you know the short yardage like Coletto package type player who could still be the yeah. court, actual quarterback. We were excited for it, and then he had he had no rushing touchdowns from against Utah, against Cal, against UCLA, against Arizona, and then he had the short yardage touchdown uh, play call and execution uh, last night. So. I think that that's also another another factor where yeah maybe maybe they were trying some things maybe they thought they had the opportunity to try some things I think I think if anyone looks back I think the Washington State game is one of those ones where we just came out flat we weren't cutesy we weren't being ridiculous with play calling it just we it was just a loss it was a loss yeah, a team yeah. loss but I think if you look at Arizona the coaches will tell you and I think it really Smith kind of owned up to it almost as much. That, that was on the coaches. That was on the play calls. That was on just the decisions that were made. And that was a, that was like a true loss. So I think learning from that, moving on, getting back to what worked, and Colorado was the right situation to do it in preparation for maybe one more, not to overlook Stanford, but like maybe one more kind of preparation level game before sure. uh, all, the, all the chips are on the table. Right. One small thing that I want to be sure to mention is, so I was watching this game. Uh, at a bar with a, a couple of friends and then strangers who started being like, oh, like, why are you so into this? Like, what's happening? Da, da, da. So I, I did get a few people cheering for Oregon State uh, who otherwise wouldn't have. But I was explaining this was during Aiden's series and I was explaining why the third series goes to this freshman as opposed to the starting quarterback and also why I'm in support of it. While I'm in mid-explanation, I have like what I have my eyes on the screen and I'm explaining this to my friend. Uh, DJ comes back onto the field and she goes like, oh, they're bringing the starter back in. Like thinking that was just like, oh, oh no, like I thought it was, I, it, yeah, it was just, it must have just been for a few plays. And I'm like, oh, DJ's coming back in. And it was because of a third and short and it was a called run for DJ uh, to, to get the first down. 
And he comes back in, and I think Colorado absolutely should have known that that was going to be a called run because if they <laughs> have watched film, you don't even you don't need the all twenty two to know that Aiden plays the third series. But Aiden like was walking back to the huddle, looked at the sidelines, kind of nodded, ran off. DJ runs on, takes the snap, gets the first down, runs back off, and then the rest of the series is Aiden. And why I love that is that it's because it's, it goes into sort of what we've talked about on the show. And also when we've been asked about like non-Oregon State fans who watch and go like, oh, does this like disrupt anything, whatever. And I do think that's always a risk when you do interrupt continuity, but it shows that Lindgren's not married to it just being like only Aiden, this series and only DJ, all other series. There are these plays that are designed for specific players within the offense. And when the situation calls for it, of course that adjustment can be made. He didn't run for anything crazy. I think it was a third and two and he got four or five and a few plays later were in the end zone. But that just showed for me that there's the right flexibility with Lindgren and also the communication between Aiden and DJ is as clear as you could hope it could be. Yeah. Um, so I just, I noticed that because we were thinking, we were talking about this sort of like not to pigeonhole DJ into trying to do everything Col- Coletto did. They're different players, but just like, could you just run Coletto packages, package with plays DJ. with DJ? Mm-hmm. And I think you can. Yeah. I think that may have, that may have been a, like, I, we could ask Lindgren and we'd, we'd get like sort of the coach lingo about like all these different things that like happen, whatever. But it was a play out of the shotgun. There was, you know, he kind of like did a little dummy fake, like he could do a sprint out or like look for a, a throw. Uh, but that looked like a very clear design run play. Yeah. And it worked. And then DJ got right off the field and Aiden came back on. And that was the best drive of the first half. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, like with DJ, I thought, I, I think he's played, um, he hasn't had a game where he's just been t- not good. Like he's been consistent and uh, it, usually it's been good enough. And I I don't think that you shy away from that at all um, because he's a big part of recognizing when people are in those right positions. Um, but you see Aiden play, man, and it's game after game after game. And you want to get him reps without taking reps away from DJ. Like it's a good problem to have, but you see the skill set of him. And and I was trying to think back of when was the last time that the third drive of the game didn't, didn't yield points? points. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> right. Yeah, like good, maybe maybe that point. game because uh, there's a game where he he like there were some fumbles and then he got sacked and I think that was that Reeser if I'm not mistaken I think Utah there yeah like, the Utah game was a little rough we didn't, we didn't we didn't score against Utah yeah uh, when Aiden was out there but the game since then because for sure this game obviously uh, yeah. and it got points at Arizona. And he had that touchdown to Velling against UCLA. Uh, so Cal, he scored. Do we get a field goal on that drive against Cal? Checking. This is the part of the podcast. Ca- well, you look, the podcast you look, look at how many, right. you but you it's never. It's many. never felt like a drive that stalled. I think the only time was uh, against Arizona. It was like afterwards the offense stumbled a bit, but I also just kind of think the offense was just stumbling. Can I can I play a little devil's advocate here? I love I love Aiden, and I definitely think that what he brings to the field and the table um, contributes a lot to these kind of successful drives. But there's got to be something to this uh, where 
even if the coaches know, yeah, all right, they, they're going to bring out their freshman phenom for the third drive. We expect it. We're not going to worry our defense for this. It's one drive. Let's just let them go out there. We'll call the right plays, but we're not going to prep them too hard on this because it's going to happen for you know three to five to seven plays, whatever. So maybe it's just like overlooking. It's a combination of it all. A high talent, high skill, um, great execution. And then some of it being lack of preparation and overlooking by the opposing team. And it, and maybe that's a genius of it all. Maybe that is the perfect storm to get Aiden out there, get get him some successful drives, get him some confidence or add to the, his confidence. Yeah, he doesn't lack for confidence. Yeah. yeah. Confidence <laughs> yeah. and experience are two different things. Exactly. So, the experience so I mean, and I, I, think- I honestly just, that's why I love it. I just think that there's something to yeah. it. Uh, where it's low pressure, high results, um, and and low expectations in general for how they're supposed to go, including from our opposing the opposing teams, coaching staff. Uh, but yeah, shout out Aiden finishes off the touchdown with a double oh, double handed kiss blown to the fans. So that man just turned eighteen right. like six weeks ago, uh, so. <laughs> He's got he's himself. got he's got the confidence of uh, maybe maybe the only person who has more confidence than that guy is Chad Ochocinco. I mean that that <laughs> that might be the only person I think who could top uh, him at this point. But yeah, again, he's just turned eighteen, so I don't right. think Chad was out there. Blowing. Chad had so much confidence uh, he dropped the ball on the ten yard line of a touchdown in the Fiesta Bowl, and he still got the <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> he knew. That's when, yeah. when you when you confidently do when you do something that confidently, it doesn't matter where you actually drop. It. <laughs> the body language. Um, yeah. Anything else on Colorado before we look ahead to uh, this next week? No. Mm, no. no. Bye. Bye, Dion. Uh, enjoy your. Yeah. Enjoy your eight. Yeah. Oh, look! I got. I got, I got balloons. You got. Whoa. What do I get? Nothing. I How did I did do you, that? Give me the balloons. You bye, said Dion. bye, Dion. You said bye, Dion. Enjoy your. And then balloons started coming out. Of, <laughs> For the listener, balloons just erupted all over. James this will Williams. end up. This will end up on one of our video clips. So follow Zoom us on social video media. box. Anyway, um, but yeah, enjoy three- enjoy <laughs> your late kicks in the Big Twelve, getting your ass kicked, even though you're in a more inferior conference than uh, you are now. Whoa, look at Penny. Oh, here we is- go. Oh, I was trying to. Uh, <laughs> that's not balloons. <laughs> That's, it was, no, that's, that's a cow. Not that's a cow. Who could <laughs> like, use the two? Uh, I went to Avatar, and that was not right. Oh, oh, oh. So we do a whole you're like, I'm not. You're like the balloons. lawyer who got stuck as a cat on the <laughs> yes. actual court proceeding during the pandemic. <laughs> that video oh, came out oh, on my oh. birthday. It was the best birthday present oh, ever. That's cool. That was so good. That oh, was great. My goodness. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> Thank you for bearing with us, Beaver fans. Up next for your Oregon State beer is the three and six uh, Stanford Cardinal. <laughs> there, there are more Avatar things happening. I'm not going to let it distract me, even though I already have. Uh, three and six, but don't underestimate Stanford. They're coming off a 10 to seven win on the Palouse against the Cougars, which adds to an interesting stat. <laughs> Stanford, three and six this season overall. That's but how I look they are three and one on the road. Most of their losses have come at the on the farm at wow. the farm in front of no fans. Stadium. That's probably the problem. No fans. So they when they are in tough environments in front of people not cheering for them, 
They play really well, and they play focused. They remain focused on the task at hand, which my two co-hosts are not trying to allow me to do right now. Uh, by playing the Zoom, we've had the same. We've had the same Zoom ability for 115 episodes <laughs> and we're fucking around with cat avatars like it's our first zoom listen here right meow <laughs> <laughs> I'm when i laugh it just looks no yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so funny <laughs> uh... can, can you hear me judge <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm here live. It's just uh, <laughs> it's, ju- it's just I'm not a cat. <laughs> then the guy's like, I know you're not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a filter. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm prepared to I'm prepared to work through it if I need to. <laughs> I don't know. That's my favorite part of the whole thing. <laughs> I'm prepared to work through it. Now you're like a funny little lion. Oh my god. Dude, Betty. I, I'm stuck. You're I'm stuck. sorry. Are you actually stuck like that? I don't know. Oh my god, JP, this one has to make the YouTube or the the <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you make fun of boomers on the internet. Is the same shit happens to you? Uh, you look like the should... cowardly lion in Wizard of Oz. You just need the heart. No, uh, courage. Oh, did I? The I Tin think... Man gets the heart. You, you know yeah. what? You, you oh, should borrow oh, mask on. Oh, nice mask on. Yeah, you should borrow some of um, uh, Aiden's okay. courage, confidence. Yes. That's what you need. What's this thing? He's not the lion anymore. Is that just a dog that hangs out with you? <laughs> I don't know. That sucks. This one sucks. I'm done. Oh, no. Here we go. Now, Benny's in the grass. How did you get that? That's just the blurred one. That's like... All right. Moving yeah. on. Oh, this is cool. Someone needs to sit in that chair. I'll do it. <laughs> what is this? The Burn stage the is set for research to be lit for the next two weeks. This... <laughs> I hate this. Oh, that's I cool. I feel no cool with a loading bar. Or Tupac. No or Minnie Mouse. Crap. Or Everyone underestimates how difficult it is to keep this goddamn thing on track. Even when this show takes two hours to record, it's a miracle it doesn't take six. And this is what I'm dealing with. What? Benny, <laughs> Benny I'm like a like, robber. Benny I'm looks like a, like a to-catch-a- neighborhood watch. Benny <laughs> looks like a to-catch-a-predator Zorro combination right now. You, you do? No, yeah, you look like the – I just saw a neighborhood watch signed this morning. I was like, they still have that? How do I join the neighborhood watch? <laughs> yeah, I want to look like that. And you look just like the sign. Yeah. You look like the hamburger. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I would. Go I would rob a drive-thru and stop distracting me. <laughs> yeah. Get Teresa. We'll Don't be there to November Stanford 18th. Stanford plays well in front of real good crowds. So do so do we. We play better than they do. Oh, it's worth I'm the so risk. Excited for some orange lights. An mm. orange light show. We're gonna fuck up Stanford next week. Hey, what was our prediction for Stanford? Um, I'll get to it. But it's also we were talking about us being grateful for everything. This game's on Pac-12 Network. Mm. I haven't complained about us being on Pac-12 Network like at all this year. The only games. 
that I think we're on Pac-12 Network for, where UC Davis and Cal. Yeah, and we're obligated. We're we're obligated to have two conference games on the Pac-12 Network. So, so this is there's no way this wasn't going to be. Yeah, because they're not going to put Oregon or Washington on. Well, Oregon's already claimed by Fox. That was a preseason Fox claim. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, So it was Stanford. Can you imagine if the Pac-12 Network got? Yeah. Yeah, game day comes to Corvallis and like, and you can find this on the Pac-12 network or not. Or you can't. You can't get because it. Because you literally can't. Thanks, Larry Scott. <laughs> Betty. Yeah. This is a full Weehage game for you. 42 to 14. Hmm. This is your first time listening. Yeah. We refer to 42 14 as the full Weehage because of the first time we ever did the predictions episode, the annual predictions episode ahead of the 2021 season. Benny predicted about three straight, very closely contested, very challenging Beaver victories. Like, yeah, this one's going to be tough for us. I don't know if we'll we'll be able to get it done in, in the end, but I do think at the end of the day we'll pull it out by like a I'd say a forty two fourteen score. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you might you might nail this one because Stanford's given up forty two points like or more for like the four of their last five games, dude. But, I but only gave up seven to Wazoo in Pullman. Actually, they've given up 42 points. Uh, okay, one, two, three, four, five. Five of all of their games this season. That's a lot. Oh, if if we ever win a game 42 to 14, I will rush the field, no matter who we're just playing. By, just by yourself. By myself. I think that, like, look, I love it when everyone's like, you can't overlook this game. As a fan, right. I can. I hope the team doesn't. But <laughs> on paper, we should beat Stanford and beat them by a lot. Well, I like the I was, 42 to 14. Lot, yeah. Early, I'll, I'll and earlier, earlier today, I I hadn't seen a line, and now there there is one. Is it 28, 20 and choice. a half or something? Is it not? It's it's twenty one. Oh, right okay. so like yeah, that that's covering. Yeah, I, only a touch. 20, 21 point favorites uh, for your Oregon State Beavers <laughs> this Saturday, uh, two thirty p.m. Pacific time on Pac twelve Network. Uh, Benny's preseason prediction for this game was forty-two to fourteen, and I believe you are going to stick with that, right, Benny? Yeah, I'm. I'll stand by that. JP's, JP's, and I's are are very similar. Uh, JP, you predicted a thirty to seven win, yeah, and I had the same point total, but all of them being attributed to the Beavers with a thirty-seven to nothing victory. Wow, uh, the first first shutout of the season. Has any uh, I, has I, a Pac-12 team been shut out this season? Maybe the first shutout, I think. You, you let me let, 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 let me check Arizona State's schedule yeah. results real quick. Yeah, I haven't heard uh, a damn thing about Arizona State all season, so I have no idea. I forgot they even had a team to be yeah, completely honest. They're, they're not good. Um, for a second, I was like complaining that we ended up drawing Arizona State the last couple years when they were like kind of good and not now, and which pinned us with Arizona. But I was like, well, we'd still beat Arizona State both times. So <laughs> it's not like it changed much. I think by a lot last but, year too. Yeah, we beat their ass last year in Tempe. Uh, they have been shut out. They got shut out by Fresno State, twenty-nine to nothing. Oh no! Nice. La- conference play, conference play. All right. Well, last week they they lost to Utah, fifty-five to three. Oh, oh man! They must cool. get no one at their are, games. Are they you have sure? so are much you other sure? stuff to do? Are you sure, Big Twelve? You want <laughs> this team? <laughs> they did beat Wazoo. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. So <laughs> I'm predicting a shutout, 37 nothing. Uh, we'll post on social or something if we can figure out if that's the, that would be the first interconference 
shutout of the season. JP, cool. you feel good about uh, your preseason prediction of 30 to 7? Yeah, I still feel good about and, that. And not even trying to look ahead, I have there's there's a few funny notes in the predictions. And the first one is starting with the following week against UW, where for Benny, I just have a W, but no score. <laughs> <laughs> And for anything beyond the regular season for JP, I just have don't care natty. <laughs> Not, no I think we w- were trying to wrap up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that was a very, very long episode. Um, yes. Well, all right. Longer we'll than get... our normal episodes. Yeah. Sometimes co-hosts just start fucking around with avatars for an extended period of time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> blame it on blame it. Sometimes on... I, I have to go to the farthest corner of my McMansion <laughs> <laughs> to find a, to find a beer in the doldrums <laughs> of of my living room size fridge. JP. Um, let's, uh, let's move quickly through the rest of the episode. Very, very excited for the next two weeks at Research Stadium. It's going to be special. Beaver fam, let us know if you are in attendance. Send us your, uh, shots from wherever you're sitting, uh, your your game day garb and your signs and all of that, uh, all of that. Uh Uh, Speaking uh, of signs. Speaking of signs. Oh, shit. Connor Stallion's here. He's going to steal mine. No, you, you got, owe you owe local. I'm boys. getting to that. That's in the pitch, not the oh. hardwood. The hardwood oh. is not. The hardwood oh. basketball. By the time you're listening to this, hopefully both the men's and women's basketball teams are one and zero. Oh, good lord! If we don't beat Linfield, the- double header Twitter. at Gill on Monday, November sixth, starting with men's basketball versus Linfield. At 2.30 p.m. Uh, Monday afternoon, and the women take on Arkansas Pine Bluff at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, I go to Arkansas. Might be the... Cool. Where, where, Arkansas, where do you, what do you do? Uh, Arkansas uh, Pine Bluff. Where the hell <laughs> is that? <laughs> it's in the bluffs. You know where the Pine Bluff. bluffs are? So uh, looking um, it up, this is a Google search, but University of Arkansas Pine Bluff has a 68% acceptance rate, yet only a 32% graduation rate. I don't really know what Oregon State is, but that feels oddly strange, right? Wait, it's a what acceptance a, rate? That's, 68. Oh, that's okay. They they have their standards. But, only but then only a 32% graduation. graduation rate. So maybe they should fix their standards. Maybe they yeah, maybe bit. they have like a maximum standard. <laughs> like you you can't be a straight A student. Oregon State's an 89% acceptance rate, I think it's, uh, 66% it's like, graduation rate. I think it's like a little bit of a feeder. Um, but I will not a allow feeder to wear. word about other schools. Basketball season is upon us. Talk about basketball. Not acceptance rates at obscure universities in the southern United States. <laughs> jerseys. The jerseys look amazing. We're excited about basketball jerseys for the first time in a while. All the basketball mm. jerseys. Mm-hmm. Women's have been on point for a while, but this year yeah. men's have, have joined. I don't think you I don't think we'll ever get women's cuts, uh, trims in crew neck. That's oh, just never oh, really no. been I know. It kinda of, they were the first to like start adopting the V neck uh look. Um but both the men's and women's black jerseys are available on the internet to purchase. Uh is it Dick's? It's somebody. Yeah, it's Dick's. Yeah. Get it at Dick's. Say that, say that one more time. Get get Dick's. Get it get jerseys. Big, at Dick's. big old Dick's oh, dot wow. com. Don't go there. Don't go there. Oh, my God. <laughs> they wanted to put big old Miss, but they misspelled it. Big, <laughs> big old, old dicks. 
big audiences. Um, Someone just crashed a car. Uh, that was us. This. <laughs> that, no, that was just us. That was um, metaphorical. Basketball, for our... basketball's, <laughs> basketball, basketball's back. Go support the teams. Uh, and yeah, if Oregon State men's basketball loses to Linfield, uh, I think that would just be the game that breaks Twitter. Like, not just Beaver Twitter. No, like, please Twitter don't. Just, uh, please don't. I, oh, I, I thought I the uh, two-point conversion in the Colorado game was <laughs> going to break Beaver's Twitter. But it I, came I close. It came close. It yeah. came close. Uh, moving on to the pitch. Eat shit, Oregon. Yeah. Thieves. We are the champions. You, winners. Wrapping up the regular season in some serious style. 2-0 Civil <sighs> War win. So At good. Feels Lens. great. Feels great. Megan Turry, who had her first goal as in her Beaver career, which we talked about last week, gets her second in this one. Uh, part of and K- Katie got in, uh, added the second one to make it two nil. Obviously a shutout. You know we're gonna shout out Haley Cole, mm-hmm. the goalkeeper. keeper. Cole keeper. Uh, st- stop the only three shots on target. Uh, that came her way. Oregon State really sh- outshot Oregon in this game, giving our our pal, uh, the great coach Lawrence Nicola, her first Civil War win. Uh, her previous two matches against Oregon have both ended in two-two draws, so she still hasn't lost to Oregon, uh, but definitely taste that sweet, sweet Civil War victory uh, for the first time. And very, very big shout out to my man D Sharp, who took the offer in last week's episode to heart. Showed up to the the game the at, at Lorenz on Friday night with the sign that said "Go Beefs, Chop 'Em." Haley Cole, the Cole keeper, D Sharp. I don't want to sh- share your real name. On the and and that's permission. Uh, he had a frenzy at Paul Lorenzi and frenzy. Yeah, and, and had some frenzy at Paul Lorenzi and was wearing a sweet Oregon State luchador mask. <laughs> it was pretty sick. We will, we will D Sharp, your uh, local boys gift card is on its way to you. Uh, well deserved. Ha- happy eating. Uh, thank you for supporting the bees and supporting the show, and for continuing the legacy of the Coal Keeper. Mm. Yes, Oregon State's own Haley Cole. Uh, speaking of Haley Cole, one of ten seniors, I believe, who were uh, honored on this day. Um, and I want to just give a uh, shout out um, yes. to to each of them. Where is it? Oh my God! Okay, here we go. Oregon State honored ten players from OSUBeavers.com. It's part of its Senior Day ceremony. The program recognized these effing legends uh, ahead of an iconic victory: Regenberg, Helena Brown, Jazzy Campbell, Haley Cole, Caroline Duncan, Skylar Herrera. Aubrey Rashid, Maddie Tetz, Valerie Tobias, and Anna Wagner at the Senior Day Ceremony. Thank you so much, ladies, for everything you have done during your time as Oregon State women's soccer players uh, and, Mm -hmm. of course, students at Oregon State and for being such a fun team to support and cheer for and follow uh those are some names man oregon state miss them. for you gonna mi- dear dearly we'll, we miss you already holy buckets uh but thank you for everything and what's a better way to go out than with a 2-0 win over the ducks <sighs> and securing a winning record against the ducks all time in women's soccer that you're, game was was the beat. determining one yeah 
Great job. <laughs> Enjoy go. flying to Rutgers, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Commercial. Yeah. It's going to suck. Yeah. Hey, if it you want to play uh, for a, a good West Coast program with a great coach, you don't have to transfer very you far. Know, yeah. You know where to come. But we won't want you yeah. anyways. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. We're going to take well, a year. <laughs> sorry, asses. <laughs> <laughs> and on the men's side, they've been off for a while, but they're gearing up for a huge match against UW at home on Thursday, November 9th. So if you are in the Corvallis area, if you are a student, if you are a Corvallis resident, or you're just looking for something fun to do on a Thursday, get out and support the boys uh, as they put the wraps on the regular season against high-powered UW in a uh, game that definitely has some postseason implications. So get to start a frenzy at Paul Lorenzi, for gosh sakes. Are we co-sponsors with Safeway yet on that <laughs> segment? <laughs> Safeway Sarah. is still trying to negotiate with us, but uh, yeah. the terms of the deal aren't favorable. So their their lawyers are trying okay. to contact our lawyers, yeah. who <laughs> yeah, they may or may phones. not exist in theory. If they throw in fifteen extra buckets of fried chicken, I'm in. Their fried chicken their is fried like, chicken so slaps. good. It's so you, damn good. It's great grocery store. You're so easy. You're so easy. It is. You're going to oh. be the first to crack in every negotiation we're, oh, we're in. Yeah, well, Benny, every you can't, you can't come. Do you have Arby's curly I'm fries? I'm in. Do you have Ooh, buckets of fried too. chicken? I'm in. <laughs> Do you have purple Urkel? I'm in. Dude, there's, there's, a, there's a local sandwich <laughs> shop here Steve called Marty's. You have an antacid? I'm in. <laughs> there's a local sandwich shop here called Marty's. That for Is it called Gary like, Payton? No. Terrible business. fast. What idiots! For for <laughs> Halloween, not... they're like we're dressing up as Arby's, and for the Halloween day, they made beef and cheddars and uh, Arby's curly fries, but like with their like you know fresher ingredients, and it was like oh. the best sandwich curly fry combination I ever Ooh. had. Well, it was amazing. And then did I they name them candy. Gary Payton? If not, no, they named idiots. it Marby's. All right, moving uh, on. I'll I'll let them know. Yeah. Um, Next year, volleyball. Beavs <laughs> drop a couple heartbreakers at home, despite playing super well in uh, two, three losses to both Utah and Colorado. Uh, they've got the Bay Area schools and the Arizona schools on the road before they wrap up the season at home against UCLA and Oregon. I believe they also celebrate Senior Day as well, just because that uh, final game against the Ducks does fall on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I want to make sure that as many families and fans could attend. But if you're going to be around, I assume you're going to that football game in Eugene on Friday. Get to Gill for the volleyball game on Saturday. Uh, but yeah, so six six more matches left in what has been a, uh, a thrilling and pretty pretty remarkable uh, first year of the Lindsey Bahonic era. So shouts shouts to Oregon State volleyball. I know there's that was two tough ones at Gill this past week, but still love seeing them put good good uh, good good play on tape. It's uh, really really come a long way from, yeah. from where it was even just a year ago. Yeah, I mean it's something to build on. Um, and there's obviously a couple more matches left for the season, so. I, I feel like we can't really uh, expect a ton, but I think that uh, Coach Bahonic and uh, the rest of the squad have really delivered on a promising turnaround season in, in her first year at the helm. So big shouts to, uh, to the squad. Let's go. Let's go win the next four. Let's yeah. do it. Let's win the next four and win the next six. Let's just win all of the all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Let's win all the things. Yeah. Let's win all the things. You hey, too. Speaking, speaking of win all the things, we got win all the things. Have, yes, wrestling. Wrestling's back. Wrestling's and, back. Woo. That's and true. They, yes, and they 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 did well, man. They won their three meets. Hell yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. Well, they All won they their meet against the three teams they, they faced. So, I mean, in, in very dramatic fashion. They beat oh, yeah. uh, Queens University of Charlotte 58 nothing. They beat Greensboro College like 55 nothing. And then they well, beat these are, these UNC. Are uh, they beat UNC, though, 24-13. So, a little nail yeah. there. Oh. At, the the, at the end of the day, to conclude and conclude the uh, duel on um, quad duel on Thursday. So yeah, shout out wrestling, man. They're 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 back. They are back. It would be awesome to to get uh, Gail packed for wrestling too. Oh, they will. That would be well. I yeah, it it is often. Well, we, they yeah, yeah, but they've got like Penn State coming out this year. So like uh, January fifth. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're they've got they're, a really they're good really program, good. Don't they? Yeah. yeah. So that was, that's a Friday night one. It's gonna be tough to get to. It's a five p.m. on a Friday, but it is also on like New Year's post New Year's weekend. So it's. Uh, if you can take a little, a couple extra days for the um, Heck yeah. New Year's holidays, take that Friday and go right. down or come up to or go west to uh, Gill and make sure you don't miss that. I mean, yeah, Penn State's cream of the crop, right. uh, and and we have them at home. It's gonna be a great, great right. match. And Coach Pendleton always has our boys ready, ready to always. Go. So he's he's overdue for a pot appearance. So. Yes. Coach, if you're listening, we, we, want, know you're we listening. want you. We want you. We want you. I know it's a busy time, but love to have you on the show anytime. Talk talk some wrestling. Anytime. 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 Sorry. I was Ter- waiting for Ben to launch another weird avatar. I'm just. I like, was going to do one now. Right now. I was going to say, I think Terry's looking for a cool avatar, but I'm going to uh, do Rainbow Eyes. Shouldn't have said that. Oh, and I was going to ask if either of you have anything else you'd like to for sure get to, but uh, JP's doing a left shark impression, and I think all of us are, yeah, all of us are ready to fall asleep, <laughs> as the, the Z's indicate. Um, but yeah, so anyway, get to Gil, oh, I like the get to Reeser, get to Lorenz, get out, get out there, show up, show out, be loud, support the Beavs in every way you can. And if you're on a Zoom meeting this week, do me a favor and don't use an avatar at Ooh, any point. That's nice one. I look like Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, you Terry do. looks like Bill. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I have a white not, spot on my shorts. I did not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, both, not her. Both both saxophonists, <laughs> Bill Bill Clinton and I. It's one of them. Yeah. Now now I can just see your big old dick in 3D. <laughs> Jesus. Big old dicks. Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there. There's no uniforms to buy there. Thank you for listening to the Belligerent Peace Podcast. In spite of everything that makes the Belligerent Peace Podcast, well, the Belligerent Peace Podcast. Um, I'm your Terry chains Horstman on your head at Terry Horstman on X, formerly known as Twitter, and at Terrence Horstman on. <laughs> Instagram.com. I can't sound disappointed and British at the same time. I can only sound. Why British are you disappointed? I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just giving you guys shit. I'm not disappointed. I have so much fun with this all the time. JP Bertram at the Trill J on X, formerly known as Twitter. That's at the underscore Trill underscore J because he's too Trill to be real. And at JP Bertram on Instagram. Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Weehage. He's Benny with the good quaff. I can't tell if he's in sepia tone right now or if that's just the way he 
fucking lives. <laughs> How did I do that? Bedlam, Benny Burner, Benny Bullgame, Benny Blastoff. Uh, I was supposed to say Benny Bedlam because he's fucking crazy, folks. But not actually. Just, you know, in a fun, charming <laughs> way. And you can follow him at BennyL1986 on all of the social media channels. And follow us, for gosh sakes, at <laughs> Belligerent Beeves on Instagram. It's at Beeves on X, formerly known as Twitter. And some combination of Belligerent Beeves on Facebook, on Blue Sky, on TikTok, on YouTube. JP's doing a great job of adding things to YouTube, which is why he's messing around with the being a visual performer now. <laughs> it's not it used to be a podcast for your ears and not for your eyes. So thank God Benny's actually wearing Oregon State stuff on this episode of the Belligerent Beast podcast. He's trying this so hard to make it. Episode 115, Benny can't do the balloons. He can't do it, Benny. So stop trying to do the balloons. Do the balloons. Mr. Balloon Hands. Shouting it back to YouTube of 2006. Yes. The Drinking out of cups. Drinking out of cups. Being a bitch, but not really. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Sure is that. Thank you for sharing. Thank <laughs> you for subscribing. Thank you for rating five stars and sharing the show with a friend. And <laughs> remember, remember the 5th of November. No matter what, no matter who, no matter how, no matter where, you cannot spell chop them without hope. So chop them, chop them, chop them. Whose chair is that? I told him y'all might as well just interview me <laughs> at this point. <laughs>